Hey everybody and welcome back to Local Feed Show. Today's special guest is Sam Lo. Um, Sam Lo is a visual artist, also known as Klo. Sam became a household name, if you don't know who uh, they are, in Singapore after being arrested for spray painting on a public road in 2012. This arrest sparked uh, a local debate over the state's definition of art and vandalism. So, I had such a good time catching up with Sam and what they've been up to these days. Um, on this episode, we talked about you know how much they've grown as an artist and as a person since the whole saga in 2012, their creative process and how they deal with negativity in any form, and the importance of you know learning, sharing from others, and putting your work out there, no matter how you know difficult or how scary it can be. So, before we jump right into it, remember, be bold and stay inspired. So, without further ado, here is Sam Lowe. Okay, hi Sam. Hello. Okay, thank you so much for being here. I mean, most of us, I mean, I know who you are. If you could share a bit about, on, you know... What Sam Lowe. <laughs> Sam Lowe. And I'm going to ask you later, I want to ask you like this question, which I know the answer to, but I just want to kind of like ask you. Okay, go for it. Sam Lowe. Okay, that one's got, got me curious already. <laughs> so, um, um, my name's Sam Lowe. Uh, I'm a visual artist mm-hmm. and I go by the tag name Sklo. Sklo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you love, do you have a, like a love-hate relationship with name sticker lady? Yeah, I mean, when I first had it and heard it, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Still hate it. Because I don't identify that way, um, but it's something that stuck with me, so I have no choice but to embrace it, lah. Okay. I felt like you know when I hated it, the more I hated it was because like I didn't want to be pigeonholed. At the same time, I felt like the word lady is just not <laughs> very suitable for me. Okay. Um, but I felt like the more I ran away from it, right, the more I was running away from my past in, mm-hmm. as well. So now I've come to embrace that, lah. So. Okay. Wait. Yeah. So. Okay, so was this the media that actually pasted the sticker lady to you or the public? Mr. Brown. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think he just didn't know um, my name at that point. Mm. I think, I think not re- no, no one really knew my name at mm. that point. So they just like, oh, this person who did the sticker, the sticker lady, I guess. So I, I think that's how it probably came along. Okay, but yeah. you're more than that, right? I tried very hard to prove it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just a bit. I'm okay. I'm just. We just want to talk a bit about that. That stint, right? In two thousand twelve, right? If I'm not mm. wrong, right? Yeah. So when, because I know when that happens, right? What were the things that were going through your mind? As in, it must. Was it very frightening? Mm. Uh, well, I don't know whether frightening is the word, but it was. You, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was like seeing like five or six plainclothes policemen in your house is very disarming. Mm-hmm. It was pretty scary. Um, it's it's something I never thought would happen mm-hmm. at all. So when it did, it was just like, uh, I can't believe it was really happening. I was kind of in shock as well. So, um, yeah, they came to my house, wanted to search my room. Um, they found the stuff, went and lock up. And then one whole year, a lot of the case just dragging on. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, the, what was in my mind at a point of time was just um, my friend who was with me and Mm-hmm. And I uh, wanted to make sure that he was he he knew that what was happening. Mm-hmm. Wanted wanted him to be okay. He was on a flight to to Australia. Okay. <laughs> he was at the airport boarding gate already, you know, and this happened to me. So it it was a shitty trip for him. <laughs> um, and yeah, my friends, I wanted them to know that 
um, what, what's happening. So they didn't, my parents already knew, so I didn't want people to worry. Surprisingly, when I was in lockout, it was very peaceful. Okay. I was ro- very worried about like what was going on outside, but essentially, there's nothing I can do. What you know, all I can do is just like go through with it. Yeah. I when I did it, I knew that it's illegal, but I wanted to do it. So okay. when you get caught, you just own up to it. So that's basically what happened, lah. But were you yeah. expecting that to happen, though? No, man. My stencils and my stickers were out in plain sight in my house. Like I so, wouldn't expect it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, I mean, you didn't, you wouldn't have expected it to be to the extent of like. Yeah, because right? yeah, because I my sign off was just a logo. You can't even pronounce it. You can't even read it. You know, that's how I got that damn name sticker lady as well. Because no one could like read a tag and sign off. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucked myself over in that one already um, but yeah the logo itself was just the sign off as well but how they managed to like put it together was something that I didn't expect them to actually be able to but I think it was social media that actually led to that okay yeah oh yeah that's that's actually quite interesting like how yeah. do you know because you were anonymous right in a sense yeah and so my mistake was like the first sticker I put up I actually posted it up and it was um it was press one scan already Mm-hmm. And so, like, ever since then, people associated it to my work. Mm-hmm. And so, every time you saw it outside, they'll tag me. <laughs> and I think that's really how sh- it went to shits, la, you know. It, it went on for a really good period of time, though. And then when I did Grandfather Road, it had the same sign-off. I think that's how they pieced it together. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, okay. So, okay. I'm going to kind of, like, dig deeper in the sense that you mentioned that what was going through your mind, like literally going through your mind. I know you were worried about other things and all that, right? But, mm. and I know that after that period, you went on a hiatus for about three years. Yeah. Yeah. Two, three years. Two, three yeah. years. Uh, what led to that? Because I really didn't want to be pigeonholed. The thing is that when I got caught and like this whole like controversy happened, like from vandals to artists, mm. and literally I didn't know anything um in terms of art like I didn't know how to paint I didn't know how to draw or anything like that all I knew was like Photoshop and Illustrator and even that I wasn't even that good at Mm -hmm. so because people were like oh you're an artist now and stuff like that and I literally had no idea what to do with my life at that point in time so I wanted to if I really enjoy doing this Mm -hmm. I'm gonna keep going at it and I'm gonna try and see what else I can do hating the sticker lady name as a pigeonhole was one thing that was one of the motivations but I wanted to prove to myself that I could do more than that okay so the hiatus was because it was my incubation period. It's something that I feel like I owed myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I just like focus on like doing personal works, like learn how to sculpt, learn how to do like watercolor, learn how to paint and different things like that. So that really helped me. Okay. So that's like kind of like your, it's not really an escape, but like um, a safe space in that sense, because taking yourself yeah. away from everybody else and the noise. Yeah, exactly. Right? It was traumatic, to say the least, at that point in time. I mean, it sounds a little bit dramatic to say it, but it was really, it really got under my skin. Okay. Yeah, it was the, not just the, it wasn't so much of the arrest per se, it was like the attention that it brought. The media was just vicious and there was just so much noise. So when I took myself away from it, it was something I needed. Okay. Yeah. So that one I want to ask you, since mm. like your mental... Health. Uh, you're yeah, for sure. Time, time, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we can't imagine how it must have been for you. I mean, plus, I mean, online. I mean, the, I guess, 
There are those like keyboard warriors, right? Like, yeah, you know, like, you cannot stop people from saying anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? for sure. Yeah, yeah. So how do you deal with it? Just stop reading. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's as easy as that. Because when it first happened, right, I was reading everything for the first few days. And it was just consuming me, you know? It was really, really tough. So, um, people, like my friends advised me to like, just not look at it and just stay away from it. It was just, you know, it's like a, like an itch, you just can't stop scratching, mm-hmm. right? And when people say something about you, you want to know what it is. So I had to tell myself. Kind of like, no, but that's not true, right? Do you have that kind yeah, of Yeah, like... yeah. And the thing is that I couldn't say anything as well in my mm-hmm. defense because okay. I, I, it was best that I was advised not to, uh, yeah, in a period of time. Yeah, so it was just watching from here, lah. Yeah. Okay. It's quite, quite, quite a shitty time. <laughs> wow, I mean, yeah. that must have been, I mean, you put through that. A lot of people, stronger. you notice in recent years, a lot of people who have been like called out and stuff as well have mm-hmm. also been through something like that as mm-hmm. well. So it's it's hard like, no matter who it is. Online is just right? crazy, right? Yeah, like, you right? know, yeah, it's like uh, everyone has this platform now, social yeah. media, everyone has a voice. Definitely. It's just now it's more amplified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, if it's for like, you know, you know, I mean, if it's for positivity, but you don't go around bashing people online, you know. But it happens, right? I mean, that's it the fact that... I mean, everyone has the right to say something that's that they true. want. Yeah. I, agree. I agree. It's whether you, how you can... Like, it's whether you choose to be offended by it or not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, okay. So, that hiatus... Kind of like... No. I know that it made you stronger. Mm. In a sense, right? Because mm. then you kind of like refocus back. The, yeah. You kind of refocus and see what you wanted. Whether you really wanted to get into this line. Yeah. But this yeah. wasn't something that you wanted to do from the start. No, right? man. Okay. That's, <laughs> <laughs> what so, were you into before <laughs> this... <laughs> I, I was actually running Recognition, which is this um, platform for Singaporean talent. I started it in 2008, uh, ran it for a couple of years. At the same time, I was working at a creative consultancy. So I was working with local artists and creatives and um, with brands as well. So we did events and everything. And also I was studying. So I had so much energy back then. And I was doing like the design thing on the side because I wanted to try and improve my website and stuff like that. So um, my plan after I graduated was to just set up an agency where I could like, you know, provide a bigger and better platform for the artists rather than just an online place. Um, But yeah, two days after getting my degree, I got arrested. So (laughs) technically it didn't really work out. But Um, I mean, I guess it's a different plan. I mean, you were meant to do different things. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I still do want to do that. It's just that it's hard. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't have the acumen to do it uh, as well. So maybe art is like the way for me to go. Okay. Yeah, and it's the longest job I've had, like eight years. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so you are also known as the self-taught visual artist, right? That was self-taught. Yeah, yeah, you, I guess so. You literally teach yourself everything. More. Well, I mean, I owe a lot of like the spray painting and like you know drawing to my friends, my my crew. Mm. Um, and also to my my ex, who's actually an artist. Okay. So I learned how to draw. I mean, she was a tattooer, and she is a tattooer. And I learned how to draw um, from her. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the way, one of the people that I really am really grateful for. Uh, the crew as well. When we used to go bombing and everything in in like different countries, so I learned like can control. Okay. Wait. I'm sorry. Yeah. In case, I mean, not... Uh, not oh, okay, okay, so, okay, so the term bombing, right, <laughs> okay. actually refers to um, spray painting. Okay. Like, you know, pieces and tags, like quick ones outside. Okay. They are not sanctioned. Okay. Yeah, it's just a term. That's that's just it. Okay. Yep, just it, okay. yeah. 
So um, when we go outside and then like I learn how to like do a quick piece in like maybe like a minute. So we, so we were like, there's this one time we were in Manila and um, it's like high traffic. Mm-hmm. And then our friend who is a local, he was like, okay, this is a great highway. You only have like one or two minutes tops to finish everything. So we were just... <laughs> just you know, like shit don't care just do you know so I, I, I learned a lot about the culture I learned a lot about um, uh, techniques and everything like from the crew so wow. yeah that's, that's okay so yeah I mean everyone in a creative community have like definitely played a part in my journey okay. I did learn a lot of shit on my own as well mm-hmm. and I always was able to go to them for advice okay so yeah, yeah. okay so the community is kind of like they're willing to kind of like share whatever they yeah I mean we're so small we always help each other out yeah okay that's nice yeah. okay so okay we're gonna go back a bit about the self-taught right mm-hmm. have you ever has anyone kind of like approached you because you know being self-taught you okay I'll give you an example right, for like for myself a lot of things that I've like self-taught myself but then we have this like kind of like imposter syndrome of like whether I'm doing this or yeah. with someone you know what I mean does yeah. it do you have that yeah how do you deal with that? Yeah, like, I don't know. I just don't think about it. <laughs> just like keep it in the back of your head. And like thinking if like, you know, if you really like doing what you do mm-hmm. and then you know that and trust yourself that you definitely want to learn all that you can about mm-hmm. it. Um, then yeah, you may not like do the same foundation as a lot of other people. You may have gone in different ways and, and stuff like that. But like, as long as you enjoy doing it and you're doing it well, mm-hmm. you know, to your best capacity, then uh, ability or whatnot, you I mean that's okay, right? I mean, that's why I tell myself, <laughs> you know, I do, because I didn't have like art background or anything like that. So I felt like I was at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So um, some people say it's a good thing that I didn't go to art school. You know, you can think outside the box and stuff, but I do have those insecurities that I'm not doing things right. Well, I feel like we just have to learn as we go. Yeah, yeah. but again, I feel like who will say what is right or what is, what is the right way and what is not? Is that... Uh, years of research and yeah, foundation, yeah, I agree. yes. <laughs> I agree, but to a certain extent, I feel that, um, like, okay, there's... Some people, I guess, approach it in a very different manner. Like, you see, like you mentioned just now, right? Out-of-the-box mm, perspective, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, if you went through the schools and all that, it's like, mm. there's a certain thing that you feel that... It's like um, academics and mm-hmm. street smart. Mm-hmm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Same logic. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, with, if you go the academic route, um, mm. you have, like, these, like, stages, right, of, like, things. It's all compartmentalized mm. already and it's all, like, organized. So, it's rather rigid to a lot of people um, when it comes to, like, creative work. So, I guess I can see that point of view. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that I feel is unavoidable for myself when it comes to, like, the imposter syndrome thing mm. because that those insecurities are real. Uh. Mm. All you have to do is just like push it aside, <laughs> and just like you know, if you enjoy doing it, that should be enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you push that aside, right? Does it like you know? Some, I mean, I feel that sometimes there is a backlog, and then one day you just kind of like. Yeah, for sure. I mean. <sighs> but yeah. you just gotta deal with it, right? <laughs> just, deal with it. just deal with it, right? Everything I, I, I'm here because not because I have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here because I'm just trying my best, man. <laughs> Right? Okay, okay, okay. So you do feel and you kind of like get through it. I mean, is that, I mean, support system, is that important? For sure, very important. Yeah, support system is like, I mean, like, other than just talking out how you feel about something or like bouncing off ideas and everything, a support system is so important, rather than getting stuck in your head so Mm. much. I mean, I get stuck in my head and I go on loop, you know, but 
I, I realized like how I learned how important a support system is because that really got me through some of my darkest times. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so did whatever that you've been through or whatever that you went through is something that right now you got those gigs. You know, do people mm. really ask you that or do you do you get kind of like, no, it's because I work my ass off to get where I am today? Uh, honestly, right, a lot of people thought that it's because of what happened to me back then. That's why I got all these gigs now. And it is very, like, a bit annoying, lah, mm. you know. I mean, yeah, probably there's some truth to it, yeah. But I have also, like, put in quite... I mean, I feel like there's this need to justify myself or validate myself and what I've been through to, like, try to try to oppose that, mm-hmm. you know, and try to, like, prove that I can do more and then earn my stripes, you know. So... That is definitely, it can be a, like, sensitive area for me. Mm-hmm. But um, truth be told, yeah, there might be actually some truth to that. That that case did bring a lot of attention to my myself and my work. Um, but I think it's, and the thing is that now when they, when they refer back to, to me, they do remember some of the older works that I've done. But recently I've been commissioned to do works that I've, I have been doing. So I think that's the difference. They're not mm-hmm. asking for, like, the limpy stuff mm. or like the black and white circle stickers they're asking for the works that I'm doing now okay. so I see the difference mm-hmm. yeah so yeah you've, you've literally you've mentioned earlier on right you've literally evol- evolved so what is mm. the process for you right okay so the thing is that what I've noticed is for the works that I've been commissioned they are looking for something that's hyper-local mm-hmm. the thing is that that is the common thread like from the first works that I've done up till now so it's always been very like Singaporean and stuff like that and I think that's one of the signatures la, that I have so when it comes to the creation process it starts off with like you know that spark la, or the inspiration but before that what's really important is the research so it could be just from observations or walking around um, reading up about like a certain issue or um, take for example the Sheikh Shaikh mural that was actually um, a lot of walking around the area and like taking note of like different things in the architecture um, and learning more about it actually mm-hmm. so it was it's from there that I'm able to like catch a couple of things that catch my eye that are intriguing that I want to include in the artwork itself and like bring more attention to mm-hmm. and so my style is, has always been very collage like when it comes to technique, when it comes to visual like um, execution. So be it from like the very first paintings I've done, they all have like, you know, uh, cutouts or like collages that put together wheat pasted things. Now instead of being wheat pasted, it's painted. So it's a collage kind of style again. So I put like different things that I like together and like make it into and compose it so that it'd be a harmonious piece, mm-hmm. which is why I want to bring about in the works. So that's pretty much um, for the murals that I do, for the other artworks that I've done. But now I'm like experimenting in different ways of collaging mm-hmm. and hope I'm, I'm hoping to invoke some kind of mood and feeling from and try to like accurately represent and reflect how I feel okay. about it. Yeah. But so far has the work that you do accurately or closely reflect who you are as an artist? Yeah, it- for sure. Like, um, say, the evolution part of it, for example, um, I only did black and white. Black and white and red. I was never confident in colours. Okay. Like, seriously, I never... 
it's just hard, man. <laughs> Colors are still hard for me. Um, but over the years, I learned to inject a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I started having more fun with it. Because I used to stay away from it because I was so scared of using and touching colour. Okay, I, I mean, I'm, I don't come from a creative background. Why, why is, it, is it hard to kind oh, of like... Because, you know, when you... Okay, imagine, right? If you would have put like two colours that don't make sense together, then you add in another one that does what doesn't make sense. And then you're like, how do I undo all this shit? <laughs> you know how I mean? I, I don't know how to say it, but okay. like, it's just something that doesn't... That didn't come naturally for me okay yeah you don't want to create a mess yeah in in a way i guess like the back of my head is always like how do you edit it so that it's okay how do you like undo is there a way to undo (laughs) i don't know how to say it but um but anyway when it comes to colors it's just composition is so important and i just never had um proper training or like i didn't really know if i had a good eye for it Mm -hmm. so to play it safe i always went with black and white and red that's it um but as time went by, I wanted to try different ones. And I always like seeing like how everyone used a lot of colour in their works. And um, some then I, I think like maybe I can try it. And my best friend Soph, um, she is the one who actually really got me inspired to try it. Because her work is so colourful. Okay. All these different forms and the compositions are so interesting. And so it was from there that I got like, you know, more daring to try. Sophie yeah. is the one that you need a sticker, stickies. Is that the one or no? The 3M ones? Oh, yes, 3M. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we actually have done, we've done quite a lot of murals together, okay. quite a few murals together. It could be more. Um, like in India, we did this like giant um, train station. Mm-hmm. So it was that project where I was already experimenting more with colour and then working with her actually taught me more. Okay. Yeah. So that was great. And Ever since then, I've just been putting more and more color into my works and trying to like play around composition more. So it's still a work in progress, still learning about it. So, but, but that's the fun part. Yeah, that's yeah. the beauty of it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I mean, I mean, you could see yourself evolving and growing in every mm. bit of art piece that you actually put out there. Yeah, right. And, yeah, exactly. Because I'm still learning about all these things, right? So I always want to try and make it like better or like. Every project I do is always something a little bit different, be in technique or in the composition or in the, the thought process. Mm-hmm. So that way I know that I'm I can do those things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. I I don't know why. I just feel like I, I just feel like it's it's quite amazing as in especially this kind of like visual mm. visual artwork, right? Mm. It, it's just amazing how your mind I mean it, I mean all the visual artists or whoever uh, out there, right? How your mind kind of like works out the like how to put it together, yeah, to put it or together. like what you're gonna, what yeah. what's the subject matter and all yeah. that. You know, I you that you, that that really intrigues me up to now as mm. well. When I see other artists' works, like how do yeah. they, how do their brains work? Yeah, you know? right. And like how do they come up with concepts like that? And I was so amazed, especially like surrealist like artists as well. Mm-hmm. It's like how are they able to conceptualize something like that? That still intrigues me because we are so used to seeing things in like a, a process mm. kind of thing yeah. or like a block by block or like a very logical point of view. Um, that's probably inculcated in us when we were studying in school. So it's hard to stray away from that because there is a system to it. Mm-hmm. And so we always view things in that linear function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to something that's creative, it's intriguing, you can't wrap our heads around yeah. it. And I think that's our education system. Uh. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, true. I don't know how to say it in like a longer way. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, okay. I mean, when I was, when I, I mean, okay, to a certain extent, when I was younger, I, do, I took de- design and technology. I mean, it was work and all that. So th- <laughs> I knew there were people who took art, but art wasn't, I wasn't, I love to build yeah. things from my hands, like measure mm. and all that. And yeah. they, of course, that one, we have to kind of measure accurately. And Isn't that D&T? D&T, correct. I love that. Yeah, I love D&T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I cannot, 
I can't do the art bit. I don't know how to explain this to I you. I know what you mean. It's like two different brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two right? different brains, correct. Yeah, so when it comes to like design, it's more like mathematical. Mm. It's more like form and function. Mm-hmm. There's all like, it's, it's more linear. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say it. It's not linear exactly, but like there is a system. Correct, correct. There's a system of it. Yes, yes. You have to measure it, then like you kind of like make sure like, for example, even like bending the acrylic sheet mm. or like whatnot, right? Yeah. You get the right degree. Yeah. But for art, it's like freer than yeah, that. Yeah, it's like free form. Correct, correct. Yeah, okay. And like, just how do you use it? There are still some principles that you can actually employ in doing so mm-hmm. that actually does have like uh, hints of design in it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, they say the golden ratio. Okay. That's one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's an example of how like, I mean, there are a lot of artworks that actually use the golden ratio mm-hmm. and it can be seen as a design kind of aspect, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, I'm not, I didn't go to school for this, <laughs> so don't quote me on it. But like, basically... That, I feel like there are hints of that, those principles in artwork. Okay. That's what makes it very harmonious. Mm. So, okay, following the scuffle, right, with the authorities in turn 12, do you find that it's somewhat of an irony that the government agencies kind of like render you, I mean, render your services and put forth mm. the work to kind of like attract tourists, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean, right? We gotta earn money, man. Like, you know, we gotta put food on the table and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think it's funny, you know, it's, it's, I I don't actually don't make too much of it. I don't really think too much about that or like, yeah, I I don't really think so much about it now. I mean, it's been eight years. When I first got this project with my crew, it was with LTA Mm -hmm. and, um, I remember feeling that that sense of irony at that point in time because it was the LTA that complained about me <laughs> and that's how I got arrested. So when I did that project with them, it was like a, it was like a, it wasn't directly with them. It was like an agency hired us and the agency was working with LTA and that was how we did the project. So that was like, like, you know, an irony. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was also a, quite a cheeky bastard as well and I was like, thinking I could get away. I don't know I was just a different mindset altogether I was just damn naughty lah okay but then at the point of time that was when I really felt like oh it's so ironic huh you know what the hell now when I think better right, I'm like okay lah like that's just that's just why it is mm-hmm. Um, and then when I work with the government agencies now it's like okay like I, I I'm 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 a, I'm a I'm a visual artist I I, I had a past Um, I did all that stuff before and now as a visual artist, um, I want to do what I know I can do best. That I want to do best. Yeah. And I just wanna, just wanna fucking do what I want. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter for who or not. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, not doesn't matter for who or what not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I'm not anti-government per se. I mean, I do find a lot of problems in some of the things that are being done. That is, like restrictive to people um i mean human rights and, and all that other stuff like you know there are issues here that we can fix definitely sure. but i think a lot of people think that i'm anti-government because i'm a street artist when i first started out and that's the thing it's a romanticized version of it and that in itself would restrict me from doing what i want to do and it's essentially i just want to be free mm. of all that shit yeah so as a visual artist in singapore it's a very unique spot if your background does come from urban art or street art. It comes with this romanticized version of like what everyone thinks it should be, but it's just a different situation here. Yeah. So, um, and I don't want to limit myself to just that. 
I do want to like do more things. So essentially that is how I view things now. I'm a visual artist. I have my own belief, like set of beliefs. It doesn't involve like hating the government. I am critical of it, but I love I love the people mm -hmm. enough to want to like see some change as well. And at the same time, I do want to like, like you know, push forward the causes that I believe in. So there are still some people I don't want to work with, and I've like turned them down okay. as well. But I think it's just all personal preferences. And yeah, you, and you have the choice, and you have the power to kind of do that because it's. It, it, Everyone has the power to do true. that. It's, it's just whether they choose to or not. Mm -hmm. But we all have different circumstances as well. Yeah, yeah correct. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So what is? I mean, do you? What is your percep? I mean, your perception of this word selling out. I mean, you really actually mm. shared with that lah. But selling out your own belief systems and principles, I guess. Like for example, I am openly gay. And if I do something for an organization that doesn't support people like me, mm -hmm. but I still want to get the money, then probably that will be selling out, mm -hmm. I guess, to me. That's how I see it. But I think it's I think it's very personal though. I mean, people, I feel like that word is just a lot of negative connotations because people call you with it and they have the power when they use that word on mm -hmm. you and you let that affect you. But to each their own like to me like i don't feel if i'm doing something i i'm the only one who decides whether i'm selling out or not yeah, and for what i agree yeah yeah i agree because i mean i mean a, a few factors that comes in you know, first of all the circumstances right the other bit is like who are you to kind of like you don't like you don't know my whole story you don't know mm. why i do that in the first place mm. right i mm. mean for you to kind of like saying that you're selling out and all that that's just yeah. It's it's easy for you to make comments like mm -hmm. as we know like you know it's easy for people to say anything. Yeah. It's easy for me to say anything as well. Yeah. And we it's just up to you lah. But how you want to take it. I always feel like it's whether you choose to be offended by it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's through years of learning through the. Have to be <laughs> thick skin. Have to like push your insecurities to the back <laughs> of your head. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> words of advice <laughs> for people <laughs> aspiring to be artists <laughs> yeah. yeah okay thick skin I mean that's why I, I feel that that is something that like okay putting your work out there itself is a bit scary really yeah I, I stopped thinking about that I just put it just on. do it just, <laughs> just do just, it just do it just right? have to stop thinking about it just do it yeah Okay. In fact, as a freelancer or as a creative who's freelancing you kind of have to do that because mm -hmm. that's only how you get visibility and then we can get more like jobs yeah and stuff like that we're always like trying to push ourselves out as creatives who are like freelancers as well i mean you're kind of working for yourself so yeah la, i mean it's part and parcel the whole game okay i mean mm. have okay talking about freelancing and talking about you know making money commission work and all that right i mean like the question that sometimes we we do get or a lot of people get is like especially in the art scene right mm. is it something that can actually be a career or that can make you money Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a everyone boss. always says that arts cannot make money, which is it's it's a lot of hard work as with everything, and it's not definitely a linear job progression like a lot of nine to five jobs are. There's a lot of give and take. Like my my fiance, she works a nine to five. Some days she's like, I wish I was a freelancer because like you know I don't do well with authority. <laughs> and, and then like I'm like I don't do wealth authority either, but like I don't have a I don't have a set amount of money every month, and I have to keep like 
putting myself out there and and also like I worry about the next project whether I'll be able to get it or not mm. and it's not stable la. it's not easy definitely um, that's why I want to make sure that I actually enjoy what I do mm. and not let that get in the way of whatever I want so in a sense if you're already doing something that is not a 9 to 5 uh, or like sorry how do I say this properly if you're doing something that you love and you're making money from it make sure that you love doing it they say like if you love drawing or like if you love cooking right don't go and be a chef because you end up hating it some people actually say that okay have you heard that logic before like you know if you really like doing something don't go and make it a job if not you'll hate it um, because yes, there's a difference yeah there is a difference correct right difference, like correct, yeah. you know you kind of like you, you end up hating what you love doing mm-hmm. so I, I guess it applies to some people mm-hmm. for me sometimes creating work itself especially if it's like stuff that already has like um, has like a brief and like I have to stick to those things it can feel a bit like claustrophobic so I want to make sure that I'm always excited about it that's mm-hmm. why I put little challenges into each work each okay. ones I do so, yeah, so you gotta make sure that if you're doing something that you love for a living and it's a little bit harder make sure you love it <laughs> that's yeah. true which I agree I agree because I'm just thinking back I'm thinking of the things that I've done whether there are things that I thought I loved and hated because you know it does get difficult it does it does get yeah. difficult and then sometimes on the days when you think like what, why the dude did I do this or what did I, what did I get myself into in that sense right but mm. but you I mean again I feel that once you see the bigger picture or the things that you really really love I mean there would there would surely be something that you dislike about the process or dislike yeah. about whatever but the thing is your love for it it must be I've, I've learned something recently actually um, because from the time that I did actually for the past few years I haven't really stopped doing commercial work and it was something that I've done constantly and I love my clients a lot mm-hmm. and I want to do my best every time but it did feel like it was weighing down on me a lot because I felt like my headspace was just thinking about how to make the work really great mm. or like I just spent so much time on it that I neglected my personal practice. Mm. So there was there are like long periods of time where I'll just be doing these works but nothing for myself. Mm. And I thought I was doing things for myself even though it was commercial but by adding all these little challenges and trying different techniques with each project I, I thought I was doing for me mm. but... I got so tired, lethargic. I was really putting on a face, like a, a, a very happy face, which I really was, you know. I was very proud of the work that I'd done, but I felt like a little bit of myself was missing. Mm. So I thought it was my headspace. I thought I was just so tired. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. And then I realized, I, I spoke to my manager, and she was like, it's not that, it's just that you're bored. Mm. And I'm like, huh, I never thought of it that way. I didn't think that I was bored. I just thought I was tired. Because all I wanted to do was nothing related to art. I mean, I was not doing commercial work. I just wanted to play video games. I just wanted to, like, watch TV. And I thought that was how I could recharge myself. Turns out it wasn't. When she said, when she used the word bored, and then it clicked for me. It was another way of viewing it that I could exercise into my life. So instead of, like, thinking that I was tired and lethargic and I wanted to get away from art, I could just do something for myself mm. because I love making art. So now, ever since then, I've been like more productive and like having fun with my own like works. I can do literally anything mm. and try and keep improving it. And that was what, that, that was the energy that I had before. And I found that again 
So it just you just need to be reminded of it, yeah. you know? That way you feel like I love what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think I can relate because I mean I, I feel like I feel like uh, because there was once where I actually had a space, like a like a cafe space. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was like then I then one day I mean we had a space for what, three years. Um then I kind of like spoke to my partners and I realized that Hey, look, I mean, I love what I'm doing, but it's just like, I think maybe the key word here is bored. And I, and I, and I love to create things in mm. a, not the, the, the artsy way, but like mm. other things besides, because when I was like working in that space, right, I had to manage a place. I had mm. to think of, you know, the other It's like things. all of not fun things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah like, they keep it going, but yeah. like you can't actually focus on what you like to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I decided that, hey, look, I feel that I could do better if, if, you know, all this were, were not part of it. And mm. I mean, it went great mm. because I, I the space was not but the things right mm. now is just like pop ups and all that. I'm mm. talking I'm I'm doing more, I'm creating more. That's the beautiful mm. thing. So it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, so I, I can I can I kinda can relate. Mm-hmm. And the thing about taking that step to kind of like let it go, that's the hard part because you realize mm. that you've built something you've built something yeah. from scratch, literally from correct, scratch. Correct, and correct. then you you realize that but that is the thing that is holding back your, for example, your creativity, the things that is yeah. You know, that's why I, mean? I got a manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, I mean, I'm 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 lucky to be in a position to actually have a really good friend mm. who um who can act, who is actually an artist manager. Mm. So she is helping me out because I just want to focus on creating, mm. you know. And that's the thing, like if you just really love focusing on creating, and then like you know you just started up, like we've all been there before, like when we were starting something, and then we had to do like literally everything. Yeah. And so later on, if you want to keep like doing good work, right, you realize that you do need to free up a little bit more space. And that's what you're talking about, yeah. right? You don't want to like, you want to focus on like the creating part. So that way you, it will improve the cafe. You will improve everything mm. else. But you just, you, you think like because you have to do all this, right, you cannot do this mm. because you, something's got to give. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So I think when it came to that mindset, um, that's when I created like XIV at one point in time. Like this company that just handle paperwork mm-hmm. for you. Okay. So you don't have to think about doing anything else but the creative work. Okay. Because we do have to do a lot of things. Like, you know, I think everybody can relate when we say you need to do accounting, you need to do like yes. chasing payments, you I need to like accounting. do quotations <laughs> and invoices. It's it's a lot of shit, yes, man. Yes, it is. So like, we can, the company was actually meant to take care of that mm. and liars on your behalf as well. So you can just do the creative work. Mm. Um, I'm not very good at running companies, so that close. But my partner, Who's my manager mm-hmm. started her own, so now it's um it's actually ongoing. I'm I'm a silent partner in it, and yeah la, it's it's actually it's it's done so much better, much more for my mental mm-hmm. health. So that way she would just help me liaise with the clients, and I'm just like, oh, where is it? Okay, yeah, I can <laughs> sure. Then I just do it. And I'm like so much more like chill. You're so now. lucky. I, I'm I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Um, yeah. So that way, I think every there's there's actually an advice that I got from a friend who's an entrepreneur like she, she's more of a creative one as well mm-hmm. and she told me get a partner who can do the other side and so that way you have to make sure you have a very good relationship you can trust them with your life that kind that's very hard to find as yeah. well so I would say that you have, I, I'm lucky mm-hmm. yeah yeah yep, I agree I mean that those years taught me a lot that you it's hard. Yeah, it's I, I can't really imagine like what you went through, man. That's like hard, man. <laughs> but hey, it's I guess it's a learning process that we we get through. Yeah. Yeah. Then you find something that works for you later on, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a process. Mm. Yeah. I feel like like for art pieces, right? There's many different kind of interpretation, right? Yeah. Are you the kind of art, uh, artist who 
who would rather let the the people kind of like um how do I say this um interpret it in their own way or you're the kind of artist who mm-hmm. I mean I I'm it evolves lah mm-hmm. I think okay like when I was younger when I first did my works it was very specific that's why I was in typography mm-hmm. it was telling people what to do or what to think or what not but the whole point of it was to try and get their attention in like five seconds or like one second I just wanted to get their attention and so when I did those works it was it was very direct it was specific site specific mm-hmm. it had to fulfill its function its purpose tell people what you had to do I mean tell people exactly what the messaging was mm-hmm. because it was in a public domain yeah. And so it was all made to fit. Then that was the ideology behind that. The works now, some of them do have messaging, but I've learned to let go with it mm. because honestly, it's all very subjective. Yeah. I hate saying that over and over again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, a little bit of me is lazy to describe exactly what it means. Okay. I want you to like figure it yourself yeah. because figure I'm just so lazy to like out. explain to you. <laughs> but the thing is that not every piece has to have a message as well mm. and I learned to embrace that the thing is that when I first started out I was like you guys have the power like all your artists have the power to like you know translate so much feeling and messaging in your works mm. why why isn't it that you know why is it that so many of your works I don't understand <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and then and then it's just that I always thought like that is the way to go like that should be the way and especially if it's in street ah, you know there's a message you know mm. take good use of your advantage but like that was so naive of me to think that way and it's not just about relaying a message and that's why not all my pieces have messaging because you can just create because you just fucking want to mm. simple as that yeah. and if you can relate to it you can you like it that's it Um, you have you get the work because you like it Simple as that. And every piece that you create is a little bit of you. Yeah. Whether it has messaging or doesn't have messaging, it's, it's yours. So essentially that's why I see it is like, it doesn't have to have a message all the time. Sometimes the most powerful works convey feelings mm. through the compositions and the color tones and all these different things. And I really appreciate that. But like I said, it's subjective and it's just why I like. <laughs> <laughs> so... <Yeah. laughs> okay. Oh, yes, it's okay. I just a, a thought popped in my head I mean clients right I mean do you like you know because as artists right there's certain ways that you want to kind of like put your artwork out there right but mm-hmm. there, is there any like res- do they like restrict certain things and all that so, yeah. How, yeah okay yeah so you share I don't know share your experiences in that sense because I feel that I feel that that is the, the I guess there's a heartbeat right because you you want to create something but you're also restricted because they have like do they usually have like you know how do how does one how does an artist deal with that self-policing how do we deal with self-policing well living in Singapore definitely comes with that lah I guess I mean when it comes to public work there's also like social responsibilities mm-hmm. that you have to kind of fulfill that are um, like a lot of them is imposed by IMDA like no nudity no profanities no um, religious content, no political content, no like whatever fuck. Okay. So, we kind of already like follow those guidelines. And the thing is that ever since I started doing public art up to now, like without even saying all those things, right? It's already instinctive okay. that you avoid it, and that's so damn crazy. So, especially if you do more commercial works, right? All the more it's like super instilled in you. So, I'm like. 
it, I won't lie. Like you know, it in it exists in almost every one of us who are who are doing like creative works. We all can relate. We know it. And the thing is that we refuse to accept that it's there. But there are certain degrees of like it existing in, in us. So yeah, um, it can feel quite like stifling. And I think a lot of people who do like not just art but anything creative when it comes to like podcasts or music or whatnot, right? You also have to stray away from certain topics yeah. as well. So. I think it's very intriguing. I guess that's why cameras always appear in my works. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just it's in just your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it is stifling, lah. I can feel it. As much as sometimes we say no, we can feel like you know free, but sometimes we don't know that the reason why we work this way is because it, the systems were put in that place. Mm-hmm. We just didn't realize it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but but when you do work overseas, right? Do you have that kind of restriction? Hmm. No, that's the thing. I mean, not all the time. Mm-hmm. There are some. You see, sometimes we don't know exactly which lines we can not cross mm-hmm. or what which lines we can cross. Yeah. Sometimes the proposals that I send for the works overseas are quite toned down because it's Singapore standard. Okay. okay you know what I mean. Okay, okay. And then they're like, "Why you want to paint this up?" And then I'm like. <laughs> Kinda, you know, I can, I guess I could go louder. They're like, yeah, just go for it. And so I'm like, yeah, actually I can do this one. You know what I mean? Because it's it's really instilled in you and you kind of like, okay. Yeah, but like my friend, um, Sherio, she is a, she's an artist as well. Mm -hmm. She works the opposite. So she'll go damn crazy. And then they're like, can you tone it down? And then she'll tone it down. And I'm like... That's the difference, no? She left Singapore to go to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, she this, does this amazing works. And then um, she tells me her process. Then I'm like, I'm the opposite. I'm still in Singapore. I go out, right? I must, like, bring it up. <laughs> but for her, she outside, she bring it down. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just, like, just talking shit right now. But, like, yeah, this is basically... Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what we feel. Okay. Mm. I mean, have you ever seen yourself... Um, okay. Uh, have you ever seen yourself kind of like not being in Singapore living somewhere else you know to do your work yeah yeah and to live that lifestyle yeah yeah definitely Berlin we love that we love it there okay my best friend is there now so she's like when are you coming over dude COVID man (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) yeah okay how how Mm. far along do you see I mean how do you envision it to be sooner or I don't know I come with me, right? Yeah, come with me. Mm. Okay. I think you mentioned this already. Like, most of your artwork actually kind of, like, evokes a reaction, right? So, kind of, like, how much does that reaction kind of, like, matter to you? To be honest, right, I don't really know, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Because you said, like, it evokes it. When you first said, like, you know, you, you know your artworks, they evoke a reaction, then I'm like, does oh. it? <laughs> <laughs> I know some of the older ones did lah, mm. you know, and and that's for sure because like, there was a there was a freaking saga that came out of it, right? But now I I'm I don't know. I mean, if you react, you react lah. You know, mm. it's great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't really want to go into joke all the time. Mm. There are some things that I feel very strongly for, and then like you know, if you because it's subjective, yeah. if they react to it, they react to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That that <laughs> subjective <laughs> again, right? <laughs> Okay, yeah. We already mentioned whether an artist can make a living, but it's all about putting in the work. I mean, I guess. Putting in the work lah, you know, and like getting yourself out there. There are a lot of different things to look out for and like to keep doing and constantly doing. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you can make a living in the arts and you have okay. got to have that stamina. Okay. What's yeah. your advice? As in maybe three top advice? To Save money. 
Okay. Um, keep working on your craft. Like, or just make sure you keep loving what you do. Put your entire heart in it, because like no one else is gonna do it for you. Third thing would be to really the 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 people who really stay in the game the longest. That stamina itself is really what keeps you going. I mean, it really is like one of the secrets to the longevity of it mm-hmm. and how you keep doing what you love and adapt despite all the different times that come through. It's it's really like up to you lah, you know and. That really is the secret to actually really staying, like, successful. Mm-hmm. I guess, um, in your, in 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 what you want to do. Yeah, and so, in essence, like, oh my god, I had a thought. Fuck, I forgot. I was yeah, I know. Shit, man, you infected me. Oh shit. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Ta- oh yeah, if you want to keep doing what you love, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with taking a second job if you cannot afford it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really okay because a lot of us like. A lot of people actually do lead double lives. In fact, sometimes it can influence their work more. When I first started doing what I did, I was working and studying. When I was doing the design stuff, when I was doing the stickers, it was at the same time. Mm-hmm. And to me, the stickers were my outlet. Okay. So sure, it didn't earn me money at the point of time or whatnot. But the thing is, I enjoyed doing that. And that's just exactly the soul of it. That's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you will... Yeah, you will find a way to make money later, but there are different ways you can as well by like putting your merch out and like doing things like the old school way sometimes and putting yourself out there, upgrading your like you know keep updating your portfolio. Just, just keep doing it. Keep grinding. Yeah, old school man. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty old school. <laughs> okay, um, okay. You mentioned all that, right? How do you know your worth, your self worth, right? I mean. Mm. How do you? How does one actually mm. know their self worth? Mm. You only you know, right? True. How do I know it? Yeah, as in sometimes I don't think about that so much. I just think about what I like to do, okay. and I just get myself lost in doing what I like to do. Okay. A bit in my bubble, okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a. This is such a shitty answer, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's such a shitty <laughs> answer. <laughs> Okay, yeah. that's preser- pres- uh, preserving your own. Yeah, like self-preservation, self-worth. right? Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. I mean, like yeah, as you can tell, like <laughs> I push a lot of the shit to the back of my head already. <laughs> so as long as I just keep going, what I <laughs> just find myself in the trajectory. So when do you learn? How how do you know how much to charge? Is it? Uh yes. Put it simply. <laughs> how do you know how much that you need? You can like kind of like charge and all that because you see these things okay. are not out there. Yeah, correct. Right. It comes with experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, definitely market rate. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you have friends. Okay. Uh, also, you... Every year... Okay, from what I know, right, your mm-hmm. worth or, like, the pricing in your artworks, right, depends on, like, your credibility, which is... Which, is, um, which equates to the number of years that you spent in the craft itself. Um, also, if... Like you have any awards or anything special that that, that happened that is that's unique, um, and also the medium, uh, and whether you've yeah yeah, and also the medium. I I know there are like a couple of other criteria when it comes to artwork, um, yeah, that's that's more of the things lah that in I, especially in the fine art world that's how they'll quantify it. Okay. I guess I I mean I'm not 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 don't quote me I'm not very very sure but that's some of the few points that I know of. Okay. But when it comes to like work outside um yeah number of years you are in the practice 
the different people that you've worked with as well play a part. Your portfolio is so important. So basically all those things and also the years that you continue doing the work, right? Mm -hmm. Your pricing will like, you know, gradually, should gradually increase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, mm. it's from experience, right? I mean, you put across to a client and see mm. and Yeah, market rate also law. Yeah. Really, really market rate. So the, mm. the, the main thing is that, so that's why, I mean, I guess it's the most important thing is also that you mentioned earlier on is to kind of like put your work out there because if you don't, mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah, you, you kind of have to in this climate. I mean, ideally, I'm not very social media savvy. My fiancé totally agrees with me on that. Okay. And so I have to like push myself to go and do it, lah, you know. But it's really important that I do so as well. That way, um, it does motivate me to, to account for it and like to make more work. That's one thing. And to put yourself out there so that way they can see what you're into right now and what whether you like they can actually commission you for something, you know? And that's how I make my bread and butter, lah. Yeah. Okay, that's good yeah. advice, actually. This is a bit deep, but okay, so what is your why? Your drive when you get up in the morning? I just want to know what I can learn today. Okay. Yeah, like, I want to... Yeah, I just want to know what I can do today and what I can learn today. For example, right now I'm working on a series of different... Um, like uh, illustrations and so I can't wait to read out about the, like you know learn new concepts and how that influences my way of thinking and how I can translate that so right now I'm like really into that okay yeah so that's one thing as I'm sitting here and I'm reading a bit more about you right then I realise that you are someone who dabbles with everything mm -hmm. and some no but some people short attention span actually <laughs> same here I also short attention span you say what do you do hmm why do I this stuff but it's, it's but I feel that that is that is who you are as a person because you want to kind of like you want to learn different yeah. aspects of things that you can pick up and mm. it, kind of, it kind of adds the value to what you can you know give mm -hmm. back yeah and I guess so I guess so yeah I mean I love making things ever since I was a kid and I still do yeah mm -hmm. so I really want to keep doing that law as mm -hmm. long as I can and learn more things just yeah. damn simple man <laughs> it's not simple so it's damn straightforward <laughs> I, feel, I mean yeah. to you it's straightforward but people don't understand why you know like a, a jack of all trades and a master of none right mm. like, oh, you know oh you mean that oh yeah okay, yeah okay, like okay, you know okay. like different but the thing is it's not true mm. you I feel that uh, for me it's, it's a personal mm. I mean it's my own it's like I, mm. I, I, I I would rather dabble in a lot of things mm. But because I also learned that to yeah, a certain yeah. extent, there's a certain, certain degree of an understanding in whatever yeah. that I'm doing. And yeah. that provides a different level of understanding. Uh, you know, you know, actually, actually, right, sorry, now that you mentioned this, right, mm. I just got reminded, like, you know, actually it's a good thing that you're doing different things. Mm. For example, I think there's a, I'm very bad at remembering names, okay, but like there was this article that I read about how like this scientist was able to like crack this code. And so the thing is, creative people um, or like you know actually anybody really they can do they have to do like different things in order to like revisit it with fresh eyes for example I'm working on this project now that's mm -hmm. actually like an illustration right and I'm like doing it and after a while like well mental block or whatnot and so I take my attention away from it and I like maybe do some like um, sculpting or maybe something not art related and then I like you know I do that at the same time. And then when I revisit this again, right, it's like with fresh eyes. Because it does engage different parts yeah. of your brain. And actually, it does help you stay more creative. Yeah. So, it's a very good exercise. So, mm -hmm. that's why I like to do different things mm -hmm. all the time. 
even though they still function within the art sphere, but like because they're different techniques, right? I'm like constantly engaged. Yeah. yeah. If I just hate everything that I'm doing at that point, then I just go and play games. So? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, what is your most humbling experience? Um, definitely when the case, lah, for sure. It was very humbling because I saw like how people come together, what they could do. It, it was still the most memorable and moving experience for me. Yeah, like when the case happened and like, you know, the arrest and everything. Yeah, there was a lot of noise. A lot of people were saying things about it, but there was a petition. There was like a letter being written by the minister. There was like a lot of people who were in support and they were like helping me out. They were like paying, they're like suggesting lawyers for me. They were, um, they raised money for my, my, um, my, my, what's that called? My damages. Mm -hmm. And so it was, they were moved to do something, you know, and, and, because my, my they related to the work itself and they didn't want that happening to me. And so that itself was just amazing. And that was still very humbling, like how something could bring people together and the things that people together can do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's still amazing the power of people, right? Yeah, and that's what really, that's another thing that I wake up to every day. Because mm. I remind myself of that and I see the good in people and that really... Yeah, it moves me up to now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, three lessons. I mean, if today was your last day on earth, mm -hmm. and to leave, I mean, kind of to leave your wisdom behind. Three lessons or three truths. Um. Sometimes all it takes is a different perspective on something you think is all tired out, like the board thing I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. on. Um. Uh. Hard work. Hard work is... I know it's a lot of people stress on it. But like, it can be fun. <laughs> Cracking up myself, oh my god. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is that if... When, when, when I learn something new, when I go into it, I can get lost in it. I don't know if it's applicable for a lot of people, but it I, I really do enjoy that process of it. And I'm also someone who actually really enjoys like being like putting that pressure on myself as well I, I don't know if people can relate to that so it may not be the wisest thing I'll be saying because <laughs> it's very personal <laughs> and the third thing is just always like, put your heart in it lor. yeah put your heart in it that way it will really like lead you to where you should be going yeah like attracts like and yeah just make sure because when you put your heart in it, right, you're very honest about it as yeah. well. And that will naturally attract you to things, pull things to you that are meant for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your very own definition of legacy. Legacy? Yeah, your very own definition. Not the dictionary definition. Legacy. Oh my god, why are these questions so loaded? So so heavy. <laughs> we had Never that stuff. time to think about legacy. You know, I just want to like go home sure? and like draw no, my shit. Yeah, it's true, but you see, in, this, in a different perspective, I mean, you are kind of leaving your legacy, right? <laughs> Stress. Yeah, I never think so far. Like, people make what they want out of it. Well, if, okay, still no answer for you, man. Let me see. <laughs> Like, I don't even think I'm even that person to even leave a legacy, no, you know? I, I feel that everyone leaves their own legacy in a different way. That's why I feel like it's very... I mean, it's, that's why we kind of want, like, for you to kind of think about your own legacy, your own very definition of legacy. As in, why do you do the work that you do, right? 
Mm. I mean, I know it's for yourself, but you also mentioned that it's also for you know you think about the the goodness in people, or you kind of like want to kind of like awake them in their senses of different perspective of your art that you actually put out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the work is recently. Yeah, the works have been like for myself. Mm. I guess when I in hopes of relating, but truth is, people have always inspired it, always, and it's always like. That's that's really the main driving force behind it, and the messages are for them like the rat race one and also like the the pink dot one I mentioned earlier on and a lot of other works are actually talking about societal differences. If anything, I want them to think that they are free as long as their mind allows it to. Yeah, sure, there are legislations and everything. There's a law, but like people do break the laws. <laughs> I'm not telling you to break the law, by the way, but like, I'm just saying, <laughs> what I'm just trying to say is that you are free is what your mind allows you to, to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that itself is it's your legacy. And people, I mean, if there's something that you want to kind of pass it on, I feel that, for now, I guess for now? so. I guess yeah. so. For now, yeah. I guess. It's just like such a big word for, <laughs> for me, you know. I never even think that far. <laughs> yeah. So this is fun stuff, okay. So okay. I asked you just now, uh, your favourite artwork to date. Favorite artwork today, Rat Race. Yep. Okay. Um, craziest thing that you've ever done. Craziest thing I've ever done. Um. Painted, in different spots in the world, I guess. Okay. Um. That. Gosh, so many crazy things that mostly done overseas. <laughs> can you say it? <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> move on. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, um, if you were, I mean, okay, strangest thing that you've said to a stranger? The strangest thing I've said to a stranger? Yeah. Gosh, I wish you asked me this earlier on. I can prepare my questions, <laughs> give my answers. Strangest thing I've said to a... Oh my god, I was just go. Okay. Um, okay, it's not strange lah, okay, but it's one of the things I remember right now. But like, she she worked at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And her name was Rachel, she didn't put thing, okay. And then like, her name tag actually said Ratchet. <laughs> And I just straight up before I give my order, I was like, sorry, does that say wretched? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not, and it, but the thing is that I feel like it was probably a strange thing to ask okay. because, like, she did not receive it well. She just, like, yeah, okay. you know, kind of thing. Okay, that's not the strangest thing, now. Sorry, I just, like, okay. I do not do well under pressure when I come, come, come up with answers, like, in like one minute or okay. less. <laughs> okay. It's just okay, the first okay, thing I thought. Okay, about. this is, okay, um, if you're stuck on an island, if mm. there's one thing that you could have with you, what would it be? My fiance. Okay. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so we can figure out how to get out. <laughs> She's smarter than me. <laughs> wise, very wise. Okay, okay. Last one. Zombie apocalypse. What would be your weapon? Oh, my weapon, weapon, weapon. Okay. I've thought about it so many times. It's not just not. It's not just one weapon. It's actually a whole strategy about what we're gonna do. Oh my god! I yeah. just found someone who can be my zombie apocalypse team. <laughs> no, the thing is that you know, my friends and I discussed this. Like, okay. if any of our friends right got bitten, right, that could be our our weapon. Okay. You know, but the thing is that we're gonna rip out that lower jaw first and make sure that they they cannot bite us, yes. but we can still use yeah. that them. So it could be a weapon. You know, first thing where we're gonna go, we're gonna pick up supplies, so many things. Yeah, not not weapon per se, but whatever we can find at the moment. Okay. And then like, yeah, I don't think we can get access to guns, but we can craft something out, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like you, it evolves along the journey. Yeah, you right? have to adapt yeah, to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's serious. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, how can we support you? I mean, we all know that, okay, your Instagram, mm. your how I, how... I have a web store coming up. So I'll be releasing prints, finally, of all the illustrations that I've been doing. Not all, I mean, these are the works that are like really 
from my heart. So I really hope that it goes well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. sculptures and like works, non-commercial stuff. 